are okay. We're all really tired. Let's start. <laughs> it's only like ten. No, it's almost eleven. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're starting a little late, but it's okay. Yeah. We ha- it's a sh- gonna be a shorter episode this time because we have fewer questions. We're just gonna. I, I shouldn't have said anything. Huh? You just. Aaron just looked at me with like that you shouldn't have said anything. What? <laughs> I, I have to wake up early tomorrow morning and get bagels. Yeah, I have to wake up early and drive to Park City. So I have I to understand. wake up early and roll over, <laughs> not go to work, and go to the gym and get beat up. That's what I have to do. Hate you. I'm excited. Okay, so checking in. Wait, first we gotta start with Lainey's embarrassing story. Oh, you're right. Lainey, what's once the... again, Lainey has an embarrassing story. I think we're gonna change it where rather than just one of us sharing an embarrassing story at the beginning of an episode, it should specifically be an embarrassing story about Lainey. See, um... Whether she's here or not, which by the way, she's here again. Hi. The unfortunate thing is is that that is an actually realistic goal for me. To have I, an embarrassing story once a week. I have an embarrassing story more than or, once a or week. Or once every but two I, weeks. But I, I have it every time we record. I have something I can tell. Okay, well, go ahead. Um, So this one's a bit shorter, but um, I was just at work. I work at a coffee shop in the lower level of a building. It's kind of part of a real estate company, and... Um, I'm sitting there on my laptop because it's very slow and one of the people who works at the real estate company comes down, sees me, and is just like, slacker. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, well, do you see the line of customers waiting for me <laughs> to serve them? And I gesture to nothing because that's all that is there. He says, well, you need to be out there marketing. You need to be out there finding the customers. And I was like, I market. I, I do that. And I look up and I turn on the open sign at 1 p.m. And I say, there. <laughs> Marketing. <laughs> That's my embarrassing story. It's not too embarrassing. It's just funny. But it is pretty good. <laughs> so you good. Been there. So what time do you get to work in the morning? Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been there for hours so already. The open sign, sign had been off. off for five hours. <laughs> And you were wondering why you didn't have any customers. Yes. And and the first couple of days that I worked there, I just left the open You didn't notice the open sign at all, did you? It was on the entire time. Oh. <laughs> it was on for like three days straight. No, that's better. Worse. And someone, someone was... saw it and they were just like, oh, don't forget to turn that off. I think you've been doing that. They're like, don't worry. I don't think anybody thought you were actually open. <laughs> it's like four in the morning. So I'm walking by and I was like, hey, actually, you'll get in there. Like, oh my gosh, I can get my decaf dirty chai frat. Nobody's getting decaf at four in the morning. I was really hoping, though, somebody might. I was really hoping, though, that you hadn't turned the open sign on for several days, but you had seen it, but had consciously thought, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I will say, I will say, I don't turn it on the second I get there because I have to grind the beans and make the coffee first and run water through the espresso machine and then run shots through it. 
And that's just so much work, and I don't want people to think that I'm ready to give them anything. I love that you were looking at me when you said that. Like, you thought I'd believe you. I used to work at that same coffee shop. I know it's not that hard and doesn't take that long. Also, you didn't work at that coffee shop. I didn't work at that location, but I worked with all the same equipment, and it was the same manager and owner. But Elsa, you worked at the one where you had all the customers. You know how much... How many customers so, I get in a day? Like, ten. What we're saying is the so, open sign is a metaphor for adulting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that No, I think that's a good conclusion. Thank you, Erin. has died <laughs> on the floor good. as we've been speaking. So let's move on. Erin, what are you yes, playing right now? so much already. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... Last week, we went and saw Spider-Man Far From Home, and it was fantastic, and I loved it. And then I heard that um, for Spider-Man on PS4, they added two of the suits from the movie, so I was like, oh, sweet. I don't really want to play Spider-Man, because I've already platinumed it and everything, but I'll go on there and just look at the suits. And now I'm playing New Game Plus, and I'm like... (laughs) Almost halfway through the game again. <laughs> please, please tell me that one of the suits is the night monkey. It is. Yes. Oh, well, yes. the night monkey suit was in the game already. The night well, no, it, it was different. No, that was like Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. Really? I know because I saw the Noir suit, but I thought there was also a stealth suit. No, because I started playing Spider-Man. Oh wait, you but started the movie after had, the movie came I out. I started after the movie came out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm shutting up. Yes. <laughs> The night monkey suit is in there, and then the new one that he makes is black and red. Yeah. must always contest some fact. And I was listening to um, the BitHud podcast, and they were talking about... Yeah, I listened to that episode. It was a good episode. Um, They were talking about the Spider-Man suits and how they added that one in. And they said something about how um, the Tobey Maguire suit was more iconic. And I was like, okay, yes. I agree. It's definitely more iconic. But at the same time, when I saw the Tobey Maguire suit in the game, I went, oh, that's fun. And then I went right past it. Yeah. <laughs> but when they put in the new black and red one, I immediately put it on and started taking pictures. I'm sorry. So, I don't know. But the Tobey Maguire suit makes me think of Tobey Maguire, and that's kind of a deal breaker. <laughs> I think that's probably why I just went, that's fun, like, and skipped fun. over it. Because I, I was kind of like, it. Tobey Maguire, I didn't really like him as Spider-Man. Uh, I still put it on. I, just, I mean, I get it. I it's... liked him. I just didn't like his fake crying. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him a lot in the first one because I was I was very young when it came out. And so it was the first time that I had ever seen Spider-Man live action. Mm. And <clears throat> I mean, I know they had that one show where Spider-Man was like a detective or something. And it was really weird. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I think it came out in the 80s or something. Oh, it was stupid. oh gosh. But, um, you know, I kind of I kind of lost my love of him. Um, when the third one came out. Yeah. And I haven't really gone back and watched the first two since then. I can't say I've seen many movies with Tobey Maguire in it, but I know that he also plays Nick in The Great Great Gatsby. And can I just say, if there is ever a more underwhelming main character than Nick, I, I, I think just, it might actually kill you. I think the only the problem book. I really had with Tobey Maguire was kind of the same problem that I had with a lot of movies that came out in that time period. Which was, I'm looking at this person who they're trying to sell me is a 17-year-old boy. And I'm like, I have never before in my life seen someone who is more obviously 27 years old. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't. This is Tangent the Podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you were inspired to get back into New Game Plus on Spider-Man on PS4. I remember you getting oh, through no. the first game really quickly. So for New Game Plus, uh, like how how far along are you? I'm like almost halfway through. I should have chosen a harder difficulty. But then I thought about the boss fights and I was like, eh. <laughs> if anything, New Game Plus is easier because you have all of your gadgets and abilities mm -hmm. already and stuff. So it's, mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm just having a fun time playing through it again. Ooh. The um, nice thing would be you wouldn't have to redo the challenges in order to be able to unlock whatever you hadn't already gotten. Yeah. I hated the challenges I, so much. Yeah, those were rough. <laughs> I have so many comments, but I'm going to wait until I get to my turn. <laughs> okay. um, yes, and I started Dragon Age 2 the other night while you guys were here, and it was really fun. And then I got to the part where there were lots of conversations, and it was really late, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. She kept trying to, to play. She'd be, like, talking to someone, and then we'd, like... <laughs> It'd get yeah. to the point where she was supposed to make a choice and she wouldn't be doing anything. <laughs> Me and Lainey would look over and she's just unconscious but still like sitting up straight holding the controller. So we'd wake her up and she'd immediately just choose something. <laughs> no, I was like, <laughs> and then don't she'd like sit there the and watch for a minute right and then she'd be out again. And then we were, when she finished the conversation, we are like, okay, we can leave now so we can get to sleep. And she immediately walks over and starts talking to someone else. I think that's Bethany. She was in the house. She yeah. talks to Gamlin and I'm like, oh, I thought we were going to end. And then she like, falls asleep and she was like, talk to Bethany. And I, I think like, you started to make a beeline towards your mom and I was like, just stop, stop. Aaron, stop. Erin is so talented. She's literally playing video games in, in her sleep. My sleep. What did you end up naming the dog? Oh, oh! It was like um, Mr. Fluffers. Oh, it was Fluff. Wait, Fluffle, Sir Fluffleba, or something. No. Fluffleba. Fluffleba. <laughs> I think you were gonna say like Mr. Flufflebum, but then it wouldn't let you, and so you just stopped it like <laughs> Mr. Fluffleb. <laughs> Oh, he was going to be Sir Flufflebeak the third, which for some reason, Zach insists that's going to be the name of our first dog, who will be a female. And oh, my Mr. God. Mr. Yeah. Sir Fluffle? Sir Flufflebeak the third. Because <laughs> Sir can be used that's for a amazing. female knight. She's just knighted. Yeah. Just you can actually, you can call a woman Sir if she's that's a captain true. in certain uh, militaristic or structures. Or if she's a knight. Or well, if she's a knight. Okay, which is I a characteristic structure, but whatever. I heard in my own head, Mr. and not Sir, so. <laughs> For example, a female police captain would still be called Sir. True. Mm, sure. This is a thing. It works. Anyway, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, wait, didn't you play your 4th of July game? Oh, yeah. Wow, it has been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I played the first level in Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Um... <laughs> took me way back <laughs> I was laughing the whole time because I was like oh my gosh when this came out I was my mouth was just wide open like oh my gosh these graphics are so good <laughs> he looks so real when he moves and look at the water on his suit <laughs> oh my god and I'm just laughing like he looks so weird <laughs> when he crouches and walks <laughs> does this weird little crab walk thing but it was really fun and yeah it's a good time i still want to play some more because the bank heist well not heist but the bank level is my favorite so was it uh, sufficiently america <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd say so 
Sam Fisher is very American. So I got a little bit obsessed with my um, 4th of July game, which was Spider-Man. And uh, I'm just assuming that, like, sort of unofficially, we were really just supposed to play this game basically before July 24th. Because it's Utah, and July 4th is America Day, and then July 24th is Utah Day, which everybody kind of makes almost as big a deal of as 4th of July. We're not going to play a game for Utah Day, though. We're just no, going to talk about Oregon but I just I just mean that, like, <laughs> our playing the America game kind of stretches forward to the 24th. Because yeah. the 4th and the 24th are sort of... Yeah, they're so, they well, sort of go together. Like, it's in not Utah. like you have to stop playing your Fourth of July mm-hmm. game once it's over. <laughs> I'm just rationalizing why I started Spider Man so late. So <laughs> I, anyway, I've been playing Spider Man and I got slightly obsessed with it. Um, I just I I realized that I really love and get very satisfied by like lists and by checking things off lists. And that game is a really easy platinum because it's just a bunch of checklists, and that's that's my jam. I love that. I thought I was going to be sick of the traversal system after a few hours. I am not. I love it. I still love swinging all over the city and just enjoying myself in New York. It's wonderful. Um, I will, like, kind of some things that Aaron were saying, though, I can tell I'm going to feel that way on New Game Plus as well, particularly with the boss battles. Those are not fun boss battles. No, no they're, they're not. They're not. Hard. I, got, <laughs> I didn't get frustrated in any other part of the game besides the boss battles, mm-hmm. and then it's I was, not... like, yelling at the, the game. <laughs> For me, it's not difficulty so much as it's just tedious. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, it's, it's just, just, like, annoying. Uh, it's yeah. like, okay, now I gotta go do this thing, and then I gotta do this like, thing, oh, and I gotta do it again. Oh, yeah. it did the random... And I gotta do it again. Well, and it, it random number generated the thing where it's not gonna work this time, yeah. so yeah. whatever, I guess I'll just run after yeah. him, and... Yeah, that fight with yeah. Rhino and whoever else goes with Rhino, that was that one. ridiculous. I actually weirdly finished that one in like under a minute. Seriously? <laughs> it was insane. Lainey was watching me. Do you remember? Uh, took me forever. I did that fight so quickly. You don't remember that? Hmm. I'm sorry, I was spacing out. I'm the only one here who hasn't oh. played Spider-Man. But so. don't you, re- okay, you remember when I fought Rhino and Scorpion? In Spider-Man, you were there. She doesn't look like she. Okay, remembers. well, you were there. <laughs> I got like accusing her of remembering. The rule is about she to like was... come down my. Just she was my... there, <laughs> and it took me barely any time at all, and I was shocked because when I fought Vulture and the other dude, Electro, mm. not Electra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I when I fought them, <laughs> it took me forever, mm. and it was like. It was. It took me a stupid long time to fight them, but Rhino and Scorpion, I got them so fast. Uh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> that fight drove me insane. Yeah, it so was pure luck. I was just like, when it was over, I was just like, what happened? Yeah, I, I think that like when I when I play boss rush games like like Dark Souls or like Sekiro, where it it feels like every time I go in to face the boss. Um, or every time I try to go into face the boss, it's like I have to try out these different strategies, and I really have to, I really have to think about what's going on. But for the boss battles in something like Spider Man, you just kind of have to throw yourself at the wall over and mm-hmm. over again and do the same thing until it finally works. And like I've managed to, I haven't had to replay any of the boss battles. I've been able to get through them all on the first time, but it feels like they go on for just 
forever and I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so it's not the most fun. But what is fun is stealth. (laughs) I love stealth as Spider-Man even though I don't think it makes any sense that the Taskmaster's (laughs) challenge is rating you on the combo with stealth. It's like weird. That's that's like contradictory. But it doesn't matter because I like the stealth. It's fun. Um, And most of the other Taskmaster challenges are the worst they're horrible (laughs) yes i I don't like Mm. them at all i don't think they're fun no um but everything else in the game especially the traversal is fun and i'm actually finding that i do enjoy the story there's things about it that bother me i think it's weird that there's this like theme of uh, like how to describe it it's like Spider-Man is using this really advanced surveillance system to, like, keep track of everybody. And they're just sort of hand-waving how that's fine and, like, good (laughs) and not a problem. And it's just a bit weird. Like, especially considering that I was thinking about this in Far From Home. And then I think it comes up a little bit in Into the Spider-Verse 2, which we watched recently. Sorry, ladies. The farthest away expression I've ever seen. I know, she's tired. She looked like she was just like, her body was here, but her mind was on a different planet. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I also liked Far From Home a lot. I thought that they did some fun stuff. I thought it was cool to see Jake Gyllenhaal just playing himself in a Marvel movie. And, um, and I got weird Nightcrawler vibes. But like, there, but... In addition to that, there was also Into the Spider-Verse. And in both of those films, I felt like, even in Into the Spider-Verse, they kind of touch on the thing that I always liked the most about Spider-Man, which is kind of this constant struggle between, like, the public perception of him and um, and then, like, what his actual altruistic motives. Because, like, he really does just want to help people. But, like, nobody really sees it that way. There's a, They're always kind of suspicious of him as being a menace or... A criminal rather than a superhero and i i've always liked that and the game touches on that a lot mm-hmm. but i think it kind of undermines itself with him doing these kind of with in in like a weird way i feel like it kind of undermines it with him doing these sort of ethically questionable things um and maybe that was what they were going for is they were trying to make it a little bit newer, more nuanced but if so they kind of seemed to have dropped it and i'm, and I'm not done with the game so maybe they get there eventually but then the other thing is that he's actually like working with the police in such a tight way in this Mm -hmm. game and i kind of wish that we had gotten because like we're playing as other characters and maybe this is just me thinking about it as as though it were a novel and wishing that i had a couple of chapters that are like perspectives from inside the precinct where you can kind of see how there's this divide where like some people trust him and some people don't Mm -hmm. essentially i just feel like there's parts of the story that I would benefit from seeing that I know are probably a part of that world or like our subtext that I think should be text mm-hmm. because it is an interesting story. Maybe there's too many villains. Every once in a while I'm like, are there too many villains in this? <laughs> it is a video game. Yeah. So like I was thinking about that. I thought maybe <laughs> yeah. if they had faced it out like mm-hmm. been like one week later one month later or something but I was like you know what it's fine yeah I think <laughs> I still love it I think it's fine that's the thing is I still love it I'm still having a lot of fun um and it's not just my weird checklist thing although that is super satisfying to me and I <laughs> I don't know what that is that, that probably comes from somewhere pathological but like I just <laughs> love it and I'm having a fun time and 
I haven't used photo mode even once, you guys. That's insane. I know. <laughs> I thought about it at one point. I was like, oh, that could be a cool shot. And then right. I was like, nah, I'm just going. I just want to swing. Yeah, exactly. And so I haven't, I'm not a very good photographer. Yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> I took like hundreds of pictures in that Yeah, day. I wanted to at least take like a selfie um, next to webbed up people or something. Oh, I've done you know, that so like, much. I just, I want to do a little bit of that, but I haven't. <laughs> And I spent most of the game playing in either the night monkey suit or the punk rock suit. I took a selfie as Miles next to Peter unconscious with Mary Jane trying to wake him up. I think I'm going to land right in the very middle as far as opinions of Mary Jane go. So you think she's the most obnoxious thing ever. Erin. Uh, she gets better eventually. But I can't say still. you and point when it's a podcast. Erin <laughs> thinks that she's she's pretty obnoxious. Jensen thinks that she's great. I've decided I forgot about Mary Jane in the Marvel Spider-Man movies. She's my favorite Mary Jane, mm-hmm. but this one's a close second. Yeah, and I would say that I think that they have improved a lot and that her characterization's pretty great and she looks great and, and like there's some things about her that I think are working in the game, but um, some of the writing around her is like really, really frustratingly weak. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me angry. I, I got, I got, I actually like had to pause and just like put my head in my hands <laughs> after one or two scenes with her because I was just like, why do they do this to you? Why do they write you like this? <laughs> and I'm not going to get any more specific than that because it would definitely turn into a TED talk. So yeah, it's already gone long enough. It's already I'm gone on long enough. Some of what you said. And I, I'm like, I, that was the first. And you I haven't, haven't even, talked about your other game. I haven't even talked about the other game. Okay, so I and then I really, really want to mm. get back to Sekido, but I had, but I got obsessed with Spider-Man, and then I also had to play the other game that was Lainey's birthday challenge game. Yay! And that was Dragon Age Origins. So I started Dragon Age Origins, you guys. And I have so many thoughts. I'm going to really try to just bullet point it because I'm going on too long here. But basically, first of all, why was everybody complaining about facial animations in Andromeda? Do they want them to go back to the days of origin? Because this is ridiculous. <laughs> Bioware's never done good animations in anything except I, Anthem. I'm <laughs> serious. Like, it's like, so, I mean, I know it's a 360. It's an Xbox 360 game. It's older. Like, I need to be forgiving. But... Like, it was just so... Ugh. Okay, also, also, also... Dragon Age especially has always had the jankiest. Everybody just so likes janky. to forget, like, some of the janky... All the janky animations of every Bioware game. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you guys forget, like, Origins when you get the chalice filled with blood. <laughs> yes. And it just looks hilarious and yeah. so, so dumb. And it's, like, stupid. hovering above your or- hands. And you're My holding favorite. it like you're holding it like you know you know when you were playing with Barbies when you were yes. a kid and, yes, you, and you tried to make them hold things. <laughs> Yes, they yes. hold with Barbie hands. And there's my favorite moment in the very beginning of Mass Effect 2, Weird Neck Shepard. Yeah. When Shepard sits up and grabs her side and her neck is all weird. Yes. Yeah. Or, and her hair is all weird too. Or the like... third Mass Effect, whenever you do the, the scenes where you have to talk on the Bluetooth, her fingers are curled. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, we could go on for hours. Bioware has the jankiest animations. Like, An- Anthem is seriously the only one that has you, good yeah, animations. Yeah, I think Andromeda was gonna have good animation what game do you think you're playing (laughs) anyway i just kind of had this moment in like during the first hour of playing on dragon age origins where i was just like why aren't they used to it yet like everybody complained so much 
talked about Andromeda. You think they'd get it? Anyway, um, so I, I'm having a really fun time with it, though. I decided to, I don't really know anything about the story. Like, I kind of have heard snatches of things here and there. I know that Morrigan's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, and like a dragon or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't actually. Know. There's a suspicious don't lack tell of me. dragons <laughs> in this Dragon Age. There aren't very many. There well, really aren't. There's like well, three okay. The, in the first game. The point is, I don't really Some know much about it. Dragons. I don't have a lot of spoilers, so I'm, I'm kind of going into this pretty blind. Mm-hmm. And in spite of the fact that you guys do talk about it all the time, including what I'm trying to talk about I'm right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but. I, I went ahead and just decided to go with the city elf um, storyline. The female city elf yeah. is the best yes. one! It's the best. Oh my gosh. It did. You started with the best one without any prompting I'm, from us. I'm so proud. I'm so glad. You know what's the worst one? The Dalish elf. Really? It's so boring. I almost it is kind of boring. I almost like, went with that, but I went with the city elf because... I looked at the story and was like, well, that sounds like the first three pages of a romance novel. The, oh, yeah. So. The only reason that, like, I ever choose with a Dalish elf one is if I want in the second game for Meryl to say something to your character about how the first time she saw a human with a beard, she thought it was a squirrel on his face. Because she'll say that only if you Which, play as the Dalish elf. like, barely even worth it. I know. It's barely worth it, but it's a funny line. Can I brag for a second about how pretty I made my elf? Yeah. I, she looks so good. Aww. I made her so freaking pretty, you guys. <laughs> nice. I, she doesn't have any eyebrows because all the eyebrows are dumb looking. <laughs> um, so I just decided to go with no eyebrows and a facial tattoo. She also bald because all the hair looks terrible in that game. <laughs> I nearly made her bald. I did. I love the one I, that's got like little ponytails <laughs> all over I kind of like that one, weirdly. <laughs> I designed her face with no hair so that I could, like, look at it. And cool. I made sure that she had a really nice shaped skull because I was thinking I was probably just going to yeah. not give her hair. Um, but then I was like, I was like, oh, but if I give her, like, super, super dark hair and then the super pale skin, then she looks a bit like John McQueen. And so I ended up doing that. <laughs> um, the first time I ever played the game, I chose the hair that looks like you just had a roll in the hay. And, oh, and I remember there's a line where Leliana compliments your hair. Yeah. She's like, what do you do to make it look so good? And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I hate that hair. Uh, I stand I, up out of bed and I leave my tent. You know, I specifically <laughs> hate Literally. that hair because of the two little pieces that come down and they go right over the pupils of your eyes. Yeah. And it looks dumb it looks so dumb i hate it i hate hair in bioware games i love bioware games but could bioware just get their crap together for once and understand what a good hairstyle also looks could like? bioware give me more than 10 outfits and no more dumb hats true um but it wouldn't be a dragon age game without dumb hats let me relay a story from earlier today i was at work and all of a sudden i get a text on my phone and it's elsa yelling in text <laughs> about the combat in Dragon Age. Oh, yeah. And she was like, why does she keep saying, yes, I'm ready, or very whatever? Well. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Yes. Let's very well. It's like, it was so funny. My she weapon does like, nothing. My <laughs> weapon does nothing. It's just that over and over again. I like the, the violent voice, though, because she says, do you need a ladder so you can get off my back? <laughs> So Elsa's 
also texting me. It's just like freaking out about the comment because it wasn't working at all and she didn't know why her character kept shouting things. And so I had to explain to her that the combat is really stupid. And you just like, you press A once to initiate auto combat and then they just do a basic attack and then you just like throw in another attack here and there. And like... Me and Lainey, we Funny can't story. just leave the controller alone, so we just press A over and over right. again, and you just hear your characters say nonsense the whole time, <laughs> but it makes more sense <laughs> to just not do that. Funny story, though. Um, I remember Jensen was playing in the Kokari Wilds yes. to do the Dalish Elf quest line, and we were like, oh, the combat's so easy, and Jensen was like, what if I close your my eyes and you just tell me what buttons to press <laughs> and so we did and she just played blind for like the entire level and we got you can do it you just can close yeah. your eyes and the person next to you can get say okay press a now throw on an x now y <laughs> i did a. that too to get you through um one of the dragon fights i just told you what to press the yeah. whole time you were you like you didn't have your eyes closed but you were struggling with it because you're playing on normal and that game has a real spike in difficulty. And so I just like told you what to press and what mm -hmm. to do the whole time. And you beat it, it really easily. That dragon fight too, I think I played it like 15 times. Yeah. And I died every time. And then until as soon finally... as I coached you, then you got there. <laughs> yeah. But I literally, when I texted her back and told her how to play the game, I literally put in there, I've beaten bosses while brushing my teeth in that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you were right. I mean, it, just to demonstrate this, I texted you when I was in the middle of a fight where I was just like, I can't figure this out. And I set the controller down to text you, and I didn't look at the screen or do anything. And when I turned back to the screen after I had texted you, I had won the fight somehow. Yeah. That's like, age. it was yeah. so boring. And like, and I started to, and I started to think about it. And I was like, is Lainey trolling me? Like, did she want me to play this game? Because she knew I would hate the fighting. Yeah. Is that what was going on? There's nothing on? to the combat. No, no, the, no, the combat is awful. Like, yeah. it's so boring. That's why everyone hates the deep roads. Because yeah. the deep roads oh, is all combat. Only combat. Like, the so main boring. reason you play Dragon Age is for the story and mm -hmm. for the characters and yeah. the conversations. But in the deep roads, there's like barely anyone to talk to. It's just constantly fighting dark. The only the only so people to talk to in the deep roads are the people who, who are, are going crazy. crazy. So like Rux, who like sits there and punches the air, and then he shouts something, and then when you talk to him, you just feel sad. Yeah. That's the deep roads. But um, I am enjoying the storyline a lot and the character, and I love looking at my character's pretty face in cutscenes because like I forget how awesome I made her look, and then we get to a cutscene, and I'm like. Oh, she's so pretty. <laughs> I made a very attractive woman. <laughs> We're glad. That, that's the one thing that really got me through a lot of games that I didn't want to play is that I made a very beautiful character. Yeah. And I was just like, just to the next cutscene, I just want to see their face again. Yeah. I just want to see their beautiful face And again. as much as I'm enjoying these games that I'm playing right now, they're both kind of, they're kind of time sucks. And I really want to get back to Sekiro really bad because I miss it. Um, but I am enjoying my time with them, so I regret nothing. Jensen, what are you playing? Well, just before we started recording this, um, I played it through all of Outlast Whistleblower uh, at Lainey's behest, because it was her birthday challenge, and it was terrifying. <laughs> I loved every minute I of got it. through it in about an hour and a half, <laughs> and I only died twice, which is amazing. That I don't is know how in like, the world I it's did. It's because you're surprisingly I good at it. It's funny because 
in any other game, I would be checking around every corner, looking in every room, picking up all the stuff. I would be insistent on doing everything. In this, I just ran through the whole thing. I, like, didn't take my finger off the left bumper. You basically just ran through the entire thing until you ran into the groom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is how I would I died play it. once at the very beginning because I accidentally jumped between a wall and a bed and then the wall rider got me. <laughs> Literally right as I left that cell at the beginning. And then once at the end when I ran directly into the groom thinking I could run past him and he picked me up and killed me. <laughs> oh, actually, I remember. Oh, wait, did I die a third time? Yeah, I was going to say, I remember you getting killed by okay. the groom twice. Yeah, I got killed by the groom twice. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember that. That's really good. Markiplier got killed, like, 50 times. Yeah. Oh, it was because I was trying to push the thing out of the way of the door and I didn't push it enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, that's the one that killed a lot of people because yeah. it. I mean, it's it's on purpose. I'm sure. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's timed perfectly I, so okay. that as long as you don't let up and you push it all the way, you'll be able to open the door. But if you try and test it and didn't push it far enough, you will die. I swear, they they put they did something to that one to make it so it doesn't push at the same rate as the others. I swear because I had been up until that point. Every time I had to push something out of the door, out of the way of the door, I would like count as I did it. And I did it on that one, too, and it was still in front of the door. I yeah. swear they altered it. Oh, I wouldn't put it past them. They're like, they were really, one of the things that worked so well for me in that game, and we kind of talked about this a little bit in um, our last episode, I really like these survival horror games to make you feel vulnerable and make you feel weak. Yeah. And make you feel like, like your life is in danger and yeah. survival is on the line. And they do a lot of little subtle things like that in Outlast to just make you feel so helpless. And um, I would not put it past them at all to have known that like this one particular door, the timing's so important. And so they're going to do it in such a way where you have to push just a little bit longer yeah. than you've been doing with the same objects. Totally yeah. wouldn't put it past them. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, even though it was terrifying and I screamed an awful lot and... You screamed so much. <laughs> and I was shaking a through lot. a lot of it. Um, it was still kind of fun. And now I kind of feel like I could go through it again. I probably won't. But I could. I could go through it again. But you should play the main game. Now, now you only <laughs> have me to thank. Thank you, Lainey, for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> yes, she did. Um, anyway... Um, and then I also played my 4th of July game, which was Red Dead Redemption. I had played it before, but I hadn't gotten very far, so I didn't really remember very much. But I went back to it, and I gotta say, I don't know what it is, I have a lot of trouble taking that game seriously. <laughs> I'm like, I think part of it is the way he runs. He, like, picks up his feet really high and, like, spreads his legs out. Maybe they were trying to make him look bow-legged because he's a cowboy, but he looks so silly I can't take him seriously even even though I have trouble taking the game seriously and so I'm kind of doing a lot of ridiculous stuff um I still enjoy it um pretty well I think the controls are frustrating because it's that special kind of rock star frustrating controls where like you walk slower than you do in an Assassin's Creed game and like <laughs> you have to like tap A in order to run which I, I liked it a lot in Grand Theft Auto when I had to do that to do the bikes and to like to run and, and swim and all that because it meant that when I did the triathlon at the end that took a half hour, it was like 
it was really taxing to like try and actually win that triathlon because I just had to keep pressing A for a half an hour. That was really fun. That's my phone. I don't know why it doesn't quite work for me in, in Red Dead Redemption 1. Maybe it's just that it's an older game and so those controls are slightly stickier and slightly harder. But uh, I had trouble with the controls when I first played it. That's why I stopped playing it. And I still have a little bit of trouble with them now. And then the last game I've been playing is Prey. I decided it was the perfect game to play after Stranger Things because it's kind of got a Stranger Things feel. Because it's like you can have superpowers because you can get the alien like superpowers and you're fighting these like gloopy gross monsters and stuff. Gloopy. Gloopy. A terrifying word indeed. <laughs> yes, they are gloopy. <laughs> but I really like Prey. It reminds me a lot of Bioshock, but like the way that Bioshock looks and feels, I feel like Prey has a very similar kind of style, but personally, I think that Prey is better for me. Like, I'm not, I don't know if necessarily it's a better game objectively. It might be. It's hard, it's hard to tell. It's been so long since I played Bioshock. But um, for me, I think I enjoy it more. It's really fun. And I'm, I love, love the ability to turn into like cups and small objects and stuff. And I love to use that to like get through places that I wouldn't be able to get through as a person. And I, <laughs> I opted out of a trophy and possibly the good ending. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I did that so that I could turn into cups and things. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Aaron? It's Lainey's oh, wait, turn, no. actually. Lainey. It's Lainey's turn. I forgot the order in which we were going. Um, So my 4th of July game was Assassin's Creed 3. And I started it. And then I remembered how much I hate the tutorial. And... Then I played some Skyrim as a way to avoid it. And then I went back to it uh, occasionally when I had the time to play. And just today I sat down and I really tried my hardest and I'm still in the tutorial. <laughs> um, and it's because that game has the worst tutorial ever. Uh, you haven't played Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> I haven't, but um, I really hate Assassin's Creed 3's tutorial in that it's just, there's a lot of little things that just really irk me. Like, like it just has you wait really long before it lets you move after doing a certain thing or it like really wants you to do it this specific way and it's just, it takes away my freedom and makes me really annoyed. But I I feel like the first time I played it, I didn't like Haytham, and now I like Haytham, and it's because I feel like he's just as fed up with the tutorial as me, but he's a little more polite about it, you know? And he seems well, he's like- He's got that, like, British you know, thing where, yeah. like, he's- he'll tell you how much he doesn't like it, but he'll do it in a polite way where right. you might not realize it And he's first. giving me some weird Siri and Hines feels, mm. and it just makes me like him, you know? Yeah. So, I like I like Haytham. I also did not know he was Edward Kenway's son, or that he was Connor's father. So, there's that. <laughs> um, I didn't either. Yeah, that's what I've been <laughs> I mean, doing. I haven't played a lot of the Assassin's Creed okay, games. Okay, well, yeah, you. 
So this is our episode where we are going to talk about music. Yay, Yay music. We're going to talk about gay music, obviously. <laughs> but first, we wanted to get a little bit into our musical backgrounds because we're all sort of music-y people. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about you oh, musically. Okay. History of Aaron. <laughs> History of Aaron. Okay, I'm going to try to make this quick. Um, so I'm the youngest child of four. I don't know, since I was really young, my parents were teaching my siblings and me to sing four-part harmony and up and just sang together all the time. My dad was in the Tabernacle Choir for 20 years, and my mom is in the orchestra at Temple Square as a violinist. Uh, My sister was in the Tabernacle Choir for a while. She's fifth generation on my dad's side and sixth generation on my mom's side, but six consecutive on my mom's side. So, yeah, crazy. (laughs) So, when I was like 11 or 12, my sister taught me piano for a while, but I really, really, really wanted to play violin. Um, And so I was doing both for a little bit, and then I just dropped the piano because violin was obviously my jam. I did high school orchestra, madrigals, and acapella. So my senior year was like almost all music classes. It was awesome. Um, I joined the Salt Lake Symphony after I graduated high school. Um, I also took cello lessons from my aunt for almost a year after high school, but I decided I wanted to buy a new violin instead because I was renting to own the cello, so I quit the cello and just continued with violin. Sorry, I'm trying to go fast. <laughs> I like how you were like, I'm going to go fast. I'm just going to tell you about me. So at birth... <laughs> be a hard act to follow. I'm going to be like, I sing along to the video. <laughs> it's a running joke in my family that if you didn't come out singing, my parents threw you back. And so we have some missing siblings. <laughs> okay, but actually, interesting idea for a fairy tale. <laughs> this is just not musical. Send it back. Um, but I... Yeah, I really want to continue with, like, voice lessons. My paternal grandma taught all of the grandchildren when they turned 16. But when I turned 16, she didn't have a pianist anymore, and she refused to teach without a pianist. So I kind of got screwed there. Um, I mean, I know how to sing, but mostly just choir stuff. I want to do more solo stuff. So eventually I want to do more voice lesson stuff. And then our favorite genres. So I like a little bit of everything, especially classic rock, some pop, as long as it's not too whiny. Um, Classical music, obviously. And I hate country with a burning passion. I cannot stand it. (laughs) No, but don't you want to hear about my truck and the cold beers I share with my father and that girl that I like to to whistle at on the weekends? dog ran away <laughs> okay and um i played viola and clarinet when i was younger but i quit both to focus entirely on piano because kind of like you as soon as i started learning that um with you it was the violin but with me it was piano i was like oh no this is what i this is my instrument i found it and <laughs> i kind of wanted to devote more time to that and so i just focused on the piano for a long time And wanted to be great at it. And I'm not at all. (laughs) For a while there, I was pretty, I was pretty darn good. Um, But I haven't kept it up, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And then I also took voice for a little while when I was a teenager. Uh, Our grandmother was an opera singer. 
And she taught voice for many, many years. And she had always said, she'd always had like an open invitation to anybody in the family who wanted to learn voice that she would teach us. And so I took from her for a little while. And um, our lessons stopped basically because, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'm pretty sure she just doesn't like my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm like, I'm not very talented. I don't have a strong soloist voice. I'm like a real solid supporting choir member and I can do alto or soprano or mezzo soprano or whatever. But like, I just, it's not a solo voice at all. And, um, but I do love music and I, I've written music, um, and not in a while, but that's something that I used to do a lot and get a lot of enjoyment out of. And I don't really dislike any genre of music. Uh, I'm not a huge country fan, especially like pop country, but you know, I'll, I definitely have my exceptions. I love Dolly Parton. I love, um, Johnny Cash, you know, mm-hmm. like I, there's definitely some country or country influenced, um, musicians that I like, but for the most part, it's like my least it probably would be my least favorite too. When I was um, growing up, we used to go to the opera a lot, partially from my grandmother's influence and her sons both sang in the Utah opera. So we get free tickets. So I would go all the time and I loved opera. I listened to a lot of classical music as a teenager, but then I also on the other side of the scale, that was when I like discovered that I also really loved like industrial and metal and like some of this harder screamy, angry stuff, (laughs) which is so great. Just love that. And then I went through a phase for a while where I was listening to almost nothing but classical rock. Um, And now I've kind of moved into this more sort of electronica thing that I really, really love. And like that's what's made up most of my writing playlists that I put together. Well, I have also done a little bit of piano and bass. And of course I sing, but I'm a terrible musician because I really don't like to practice. Um, but I do love music and I definitely consider it to be one of the most important and powerful things in like any movie or video game or anything. As for my taste in music, I pretty much like all music, except I really generally hate country music. The few (laughs) exceptions there are, it's always a woman singing. Um, nearly always. I mean, Johnny Cash, that's probably the only man I can think of who is a country singer that I like. But I don't know why. It's a weird thing with me. Very rock Um, country, but still still, kind of dips into country. I always felt like he was more classic rock than country. He occasionally dips into country, and even when he dips into country, I still tend to like his music. Mm -hmm. But people who are just straight country, and like, unless they're a woman, I don't like them. I'm not going to like them. But even even then, like, it's it's not everyone. (laughs) You know, it's pretty rare. I like Dolly Parton, but you gotta I love can't Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I tend not to like stuff that's too slow or sappy, like smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really love opera. Uh, I like hip hop. I like pop. I like soul, and I like pretty much anything from the eighties. Name things. Cool. Um. So I taught myself piano for about a year because my mom insisted on it. And then I did a little bit of guitar, but not much. I, like Jensen, hate practicing. Um, So I can't say I can play any music, musical instrument, but I can read it 
I have to practice 40 hours a day. I, I 40 hours a day, Lainey. Lane, 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 40 hours. Yeah, that was mom when I was in junior high. Um, I really like singing. I've done lots of choir. I've done church choir, school choir, all the choirs, really. So, you know, You've done like, all the choirs. I've done all the choirs. <laughs> I know all the, the fitters. I know all the choirs. Um, I sing soprano, alto, mezzo soprano. Um, I can't tell if I'm any good. That probably tells you enough that I'm probably not that good. But um, I do remember doing solo parts in choir. And then I stopped doing them because I had too much anxiety. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, as for my music taste, um, I grew up listening to everything that Elsa listened to. So a lot of industrial rock. What a screamo. Ramstein, AFI. Well, everything Elsa listened to when you were little. Yeah. <laughs> because she doesn't listen to all that stuff now. Well, I listened yes. to that. That was what I was listening to when I was a teenager. But yeah. Ramstein, AFI. But that's all Lainey's taste now. Uh, <laughs> My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah. That was... Uh, and I really liked that. And it. I carried it out to junior high. And in junior high, I sort of learned a little bit more because all of my friends were like oh you need to listen to these other bands so by junior high i really liked 21 pilots panic at the disco fallout boy and i was learning a lot more about my chemical romance after the fact that they'd broken up so that was funny <laughs> uh and then in high school i branched out even more because of beautiful apps like spotify and pandora and discovered like fantagram and Purity Ring, and Young Summer, and so now I'd say that a lot of my, my favorite artists are Florence Welch, Beach Bunny, Purity Ring, Aurora, Young Summer, Tessa Violet, and Grimes are just to name a few, but I still like to listen to the stuff from my childhood, like Ramstein, and I love Muse. that Ramstein is like the, the music of your childhood. <laughs> Ramstein is the music of my childhood. Duhas! <laughs> <laughs> That was like that was like one of their worst. Ein songs. kleiner Mensch stirbt Nordenschein. Oh, wow. I wonder how close you yeah. are. I, I don't know it. any German, so it's I would hilarious. like to apologize to any <laughs> listeners who speak German. Ganz allein sein. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! For Stunden. Oh no! Really, Stop. <laughs> really quick side story. We had a. An English teacher in junior high. Was it Mr. Miller? Uh, he was kind of older. I wasn't in junior high with you. Remember? Oh, yeah. Duh. Wow. Oh, sad. That's right. Um, anyway, he was an older gentleman, and he played that ridiculous song for us one time, and I was like, what is happening? Yes. <laughs> I do very much like the Ramstein song about the little boy who's buried alive with a music box. Uh. That one's great. That one's called Spielher. 
happy. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Poor Aaron. Aaron had to go to a happy place. <laughs> for a second there. That was my happy place growing up. I was like, yeah. I mean, you I want really to be buried got buried alive. alive without a music box. <laughs> anyway, okay. clearly we're just not. We wanted to do. We wanted to do like a serious deep dive into video game music for we this episode. We also wanted to do it quickly. That is not going to happen. Not gonna happen. And, and which is good that then that what we decided to do was just go totally surface level with this and we're just going to do our five Desert Island video game soundtracks and why. So Aaron, five Desert Island game soundtracks and why. All right. Okay. No particular order. Um, and I couldn't decide between Halo 2 and Halo 3. They're both amazing. Like Obviously, the first Halo's music was awesome and epic, but then Halo 2 and 3 stepped it up a notch, and it was fantastic. Um, Donkey Kong 2, Diddy's Conquest, has my favorite retro video game music, um, and I can't choose a favorite level because they're all just amazing. <laughs> um, obviously, Skyrim, um, God of War, and Batman Arkham City fantastic so just mm -hmm. all really good mm -hmm. yes i second all of that those are really solid choices <laughs> uh for me i had to go with i had to go with silent hill um i i i know actually looking at this i'm realizing that i all i went with like really heavy soundtracks yeah all of them all of them are really heavy and sad <laughs> these are all soundtracks that you listen to when you want to like contemplate eternity and cry a lot on the floor but, like, that apparently is my thing. Because the other soundtracks <laughs> that I went with after Silent Hill were Mass Effect 2, Nier, Dark Souls 3, and The Witcher 3. Like, these are all heavy. If you'd chosen Mass Effect 3, it would have been heavier. Yeah, the... Do, 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 Don't do, start do. it. Look, I had to, like, make a choice, okay? And I went with two. <laughs> okay. Um, so I decided to just cheat. Um, I didn't choose individual games. I chose series of because I couldn't decide. So first is Elder Scrolls, um, mainly just Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. Uh, I don't have a lot of music on my phone, you guys, because I always get, I always feel bad when I decide I don't want to listen to a song anymore and then I have to delete it. But I do have Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. <laughs> and I listen to them all the time. And then I chose Zelda. I really love the Zelda songs. Mm -hmm. um, Mass Effect, all of them. And then Fable. Those games are silly, but they, they've found music. And then Far Cry 5. I decided to listen to Oh the Bliss today in, prepa in preparation for this. And I straight up was going to cry for like a half an hour afterwards. I don't know what it is, but that song just makes me cry. You good, bud? I was at work just trying not to cry. <laughs> listening that's, to Oh the Bliss. <laughs> you know, that's most people. But... <laughs> Lainey. Um, okay, so first off, I protest all Desert Island anything. I think it's a dumb concept, but I will play <laughs> along for the sake of the podcast. Noted. Um, I will, out of the Zelda games, I really, really like Breath of the Wild and Ocarina of Time, so those are two of my top picks. I also chose Undertale because that soundtrack includes the 8-bit sounds, and then, like, full mm -hmm. orchestra mm -hmm. pieces, and I love it. Mm -hmm. um, I also just chose Mass Effect and Dragon Age as full series because I love them. Um, I also completely forgot about Far Cry 5, and I just wanted to note a couple specific songs 
from video games that I will, like, never forget. And the Wild Arms theme. Yes. And the Castlevania 64 opening yes. song. Occasionally I wake up in the middle of the night and the Wild Arms theme is just, like, playing right. in my head. Mm-hmm. And I just have to lie there trying not to cry. Do it's you, just so nostalgic for me. Do you remember <laughs> when we were in Wales and we climbed Snowden? Was it Snowden? Is that the name of it? Yeah. yeah. It's Snowden. I was listening to the theme for the first Wild Arms games as, as we reached the top. Oh, and he and climbs right, we, the yeah, mountain. That's what he does in the thing is he climbs the mountain. It just came up. I didn't choose it. And it just like happened as we were reaching the summit. And right when I got to the top, it ended. And I just looked out over... Shanvar Pufundi. No, it was. Shanvar Pufundi. Where we were? Snowden. So I don't remember where we were in Wales. You can see Liverpool on the other side. But I looked out over Wales and I was just like, yeah. Yeah. I will say that I'll be going about my day and then all of a sudden I'll just hear in my head. times played it a ton when i was little and it took me a long time to realize that that music was more than just the first like two notes because mm-hmm. it just plays the first couple of notes because you just press start back and forth yeah and i just immediately press start but if you sit there and listen one time i turned it on when i wasn't quite ready to play the game and i, I think i was like brushing my teeth or something and then the song like actually started and i was like what no, is it's this like beautiful a music? It I know, it's a waltz, a waltz, which is my favorite kind of music. it has the, not going to spoil it, but it has a creepy 12-year-old boy playing the violin to it. Yeah, and two-set violin would critique him very hard. To <laughs> 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 yeah. so spoil it, because Whoa. also did. Little boy is Dracula, and if you get the bad ending, you run away with him, Stop. and he asks you to marry him. If you're Why would that? Girl. I don't understand how that's the I bad ending. I don't understand. Yeah, that's like the best not possible ending. ending. I got the good ending, <laughs> quotation marks, and it's just sad, because you leave flowers at your mother's grave, and you don't even have a vampire overlord asking to marry you. That's all I ever wanted in a game. Why can't... <laughs> Nintendo figure that out. <laughs> Nintendo just doesn't understand. I just Capcom. want a vampire overlord to want to marry me. For goodness sake. It's Capcom. Oh, Capcom. Yeah. I'm sorry. Why did I think it was Nintendo? Because you played it on Because it's on Nintendo Oh, that's why. But it's a Capcom game. Yeah. yeah. Capcom. I think. I'm like Figure your crap out. Make this game. Hashtag. Okay, no, it's not Capcom. It's, it's not Capcom. It's Konami. Yeah, it's Konami. Oh, gosh, what's oh wrong gosh, with me? I'm a freaking idiot. Yeah, you're right, because they make all those Plinko it's, games it's now. It's No Castlevania Let's games. stop talking about that, please. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's super Before depressing. we get sad. You confused me so hard when you said Capcom, and I was like, why did I Why did I agree with that for a half second? And then I realized why. It's because unconsciously, I kind of associate Devil May Cry with Castlevania for some reason. I think that's what it is so, for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> For the next question, I'm going to mediate real quickly because 
I feel like this next question can be quickly answered in that all of us basically gave the same answer. Yeah. yeah. Except me, I had one different thing. So basically we're talking about rhythm games in the next question just because, I, I, I don't know, some people kind of sort of brought up rhythm games when we were talking about video game music and video game soundtrack and I kind of feel like that's cheating because most of them, I mean, not, not most of them. There's plenty of rhythm games that employ original music, but most of them are derivative of other music, either other video game music or just popular music. So I don't know. They kind of are cheating, but they're fun. So I figured we could just talk about yeah. what, what's fun about them. I kind of think that what's fun about them is the fact that you're playing songs you recognize. Exactly. I don't think it would be that's fun what, if you're playing what's fun about them. <laughs> that is the reason why... One of the reasons why Beat Saber is so much fun is because the first time I played it, I played it on Pop Stars. Yeah. And it was awesome. And yes. because you feel like you're inside the music yeah. making it You happen. can just feel every It's a very satisfying... Hit. Exactly. It's yeah. such I mean, a good feeling. I mean, also, when I played Rock Band and I sucked at the guitar portion... You guys made me play Say It Ain't So <laughs> all day and over oh, and no. over again. I played it for it's hours. It's because we wanted to be able to play rock band with a full band and we needed you to not <laughs> suck. Now now I'm like in the car and I'm like, flipped on the telly, wrestled with Jimmy. And I'm like, why do I feel so bad right now? <laughs> rhythm games but it got to a point where with rock band especially it, like it just evolved into karaoke because i always ended up on yes. vocals for some reason yeah i loved doing yeah. vocals i did nothing else i like <laughs> drums i was so bad at the drums yeah vocals are the only part that i can actually yeah. do but... so basically we all like beat saber guitar hair rock band and yeah but i i posit that lego rock band is better it is the best because it's lego also Lego so Rock funny. Band, when we played it together, I was vocals, you were guitar, and it had brought up, like, uh, we, it was, we are the champions. It yeah. brought it up as, like, a challenge, randomly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got to sing as Lego Freddie Mercury, yes. and I got 100% on it, and I had accessed his soul. He and was right there with his helping me sing that song. And it I was, was a like, complete yeah. surprise and it was I awesome. really hope that Freddie Mercury's ghost has something better to do <laughs> than help you beat a Lego video game. Freddie Mercury no, believes no, no. in me, Elsa! It's better thinking that he just like jumps around to help people with Lego rock band. That's so much better. So one that we didn't list and I just thought of is um, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yeah. Oh, super yeah. fun. Like you have to move and attack on the beat and the music is super catchy. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was the Hyrule. What was it? Melody of the Hyrule. one that Adam handed me the controller during the last time we filmed the podcast. Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, Cadence of Hyrule. That's the one that just Hyrule. came out. Everybody's crazy about it. Haven't played it yet, but you played it for a second and you've played it, right? Yeah. Wait, no, not Cadence yet. of Hyrule. I've oh, played okay. Crypt of the Necrodancer. Oh, okay. I still need to play the and other one. By you and you, it's Laney and Aaron. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've done that a couple of times this episode. <laughs> One last thing on this subject. When can we get a Led Zeppelin rock band? Please. What? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Wait. 
they finally started letting people use their stuff because for a long 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 time there they wouldn't let people use anything and now they're finally like oh hey maybe it's a good idea and people might start to recognize us more i know and like it's a little rich coming from a band that initially made a bunch of albums where they just used like you know, old jazz songs that everybody had <laughs> recorded, and then they, like, copyrighted them like they wrote them, which they didn't. Come on, Led Zeppelin. Anyway, sorry. Also, Peter Parker looking at ACDC and asking if this is Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty funny. Amazing. Oh, I, I, have a, I have a friend who always does that, like, as a joke. Like, whenever oh he hears... I love Led Zeppelin! He just, he, just likes to look at, he just likes to look at people's faces when he hears a song, and he just goes, like, for example, you know, because it was the early 2000s, if you heard a Britney Spears song, he'd be like, oh, man, I love Christina Ricci. <laughs> okay, mom is like Like, he that? wouldn't even see Christina Aguilera. He'd say Christina Ricci. That's amazing. And people would just look at him, and it was so funny. Our mom is like that, except that she says it completely serious. We're, yeah. like, listening to a song by Shakira, and she's just like, oh, I like Lady Gaga. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, no, like... Anyway. Is that why I swear I looked over at mom during the movie when he said, I love Led Zeppelin? And I feel like her face was just completely blank. She can't. <laughs> she can't. She cannot tell the difference between artists. Yeah. It's just not. She doesn't even listen well, she to doesn't the listen lyrics. Listen to the lyrics. That's she why. She doesn't yeah. listen to words. She, she just I mean, to the she just saw the movie. What are they saying? <laughs> completely different band. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she just she just saw Yesterday, the, and she really doesn't like the Beatles. Like, she oh. notoriously hates the Beatles. Sad. But she was dragged to see Yesterday. And she gained an appreciation for them because for mm. the first time in her life, she was forced to acknowledge what the lyrics to those songs are. Oh. And she was like, these are really nice lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. That's why she's never what understood any of the music I like. Because she just For some reason, she just doesn't hear the lyrics. Mm. I don't know what her deal is. It's she also, just only hears the melody. That's also <laughs> why she would listen to a ton of songs that were very inappropriate and would love them. And I'd be like, Mom, you know what this song is about, right? She'd be like jamming out to Funky Cole Medina and I'd be like, I think I accidentally ah. downloaded the unedited version of Hollaback Girl for her once and she didn't notice. No. What? Of course she didn't. What the heck? <laughs> I was like, oh no, Mom, I'm sorry. I downloaded the wrong one. She's like, this is fine. I'm like, I'm like okay. What? Yeah. Come on. Your seven-year-old daughter's in the back of the car. <laughs> Getting an education. Yeah. Anyway. Uh-huh. This not. Okay. <laughs> what not video game thing are you obsessed with right now? Okay, so Spider-Man, just in general right now, like, especially after seeing Far From Home and Into the Spider-Verse, and they reminded me that Spider-Man is my favorite Marvel superhero because DC is my favorite. So, for a while, I forgot who my favorite Marvel superhero was, and I couldn't decide. I was like, I don't know, I like Iron Man a lot, and then I've been playing Spider-Man, and then watching Spider-Man, I'm like, yeah, it's Spider-Man, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, Two-set violin videos are always a great time. Yes. <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> and so good at the violin, like, yeah, incredible. And Zach and I just started watching Castle for the first time, and I love it so much. Nathan Fillion is the best. Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm bitter about that show. 
still love the beginning. Don't mm. ruin it for it. Just enjoy I'm it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop don't, talking about it for Don't be sad that it will end. Be happy that you had it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, the non-video game... I actually have been really video game centric the last couple weeks but i did binge watch every single video from a couple of channels on youtube and one of them is contrapoints and i know i'm totally late to the party like contrapoints has been around for a while everybody loves her natalie's brilliant her videos are great um and so yeah i love her videos but everybody knows about her the other one is audacity guide which I feel like has so, like, like relatively few subscribers considering how good the content is. Like, it really surprises me that more people do not watch Audacity Guide's video. Um, but she's got, like, relatively fewer videos. Um, she's got very few. I, I know. I, I binge-watched all of them, and then I had to binge-watch all of them again because there just weren't enough, and I needed more, and so I just watched them twice. Um, <laughs> but they're really good, really fascinating um, deep dives into weird little internet mysteries and stuff like that and mm-hmm. little cultural things and it's very cool. So yeah, I got super obsessed with two YouTube channels in addition to playing all of the video games. <laughs> For me, Stranger Things still. I absolutely love season three and I'm already trying to make myself stop thinking about it so that I don't lose my mind before the fourth season comes out because that will happen. I'm like forcing myself to not watch the show over too many times and to not watch too many videos about it on YouTube or, you know, search for when the release date of the fourth season is going to be because there's no way they have that information now, (laughs) but I'll still look for it. Um, and then I've still been listening to How Did This Get Made? Um, and trying to watch the movies with them, but my schedule makes it a little bit hard. Uh, and then The Nanny was the last one for me. Uh, so I hooked up my original Xbox to my TV and for some reason the cord that plugs it in, it makes it so I get like 10 channels on my TV <laughs> and mm. one of them shows The Nanny from 10 to midnight on most days. Yes. And so I watch The Nanny now just about every night. It makes me so happy. That show has has actually managed to age pretty well. I mean, it's got some... It's got like occasional it's, problematic moments. But it's got some occasional 90s stuff. But it's no friends. I mean, yeah. I do, I had to have to say, every time I really I'm like settling into bed and I hear, Oh, Mr. Sheffield! I'm like, Doesn't it just yes. give you life? It just, it makes me sleepier, too, yeah. because that show lulled me it's, to sleep It's comfort. Yeah. yeah. If my TV would shut Brand itself Dresher's off. Brad Drescher's voice is comforting. I don't know how to ch- set it on a timer so it'll shut itself off, but if it did, I would fall asleep to that every night. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Okay, Lane Face. Um, so I've been very boring and every time I'm home and I'm not playing video games, I've been cleaning my room and organizing it. And it's been very good. I moved all of my plants up into my room and it's just nice to have those little good boys on my my windowsill. Yeah. And you organized your Barbie movie collection. I did organize my Barbie movie collection. It's 2019 and I shamelessly have a Barbie movie collection. I have five <laughs> Barbie movies. So, they're all the good ones. Too. Slowly growing. <laughs> Slowly growing. I did buy Barbie Rapunzel just last week. Um, but besides that, I've been watching a lot of YouTube. I've been watching Julian Solomita's cooking uh, videos. 
because I think it's really comforting to watch um, Aries cook in the Aries kitchen, weirdly enough. Um, it's just very nice. And then I've also been watching Paperback Dreams, who's a booktuber, um, and I kind of just like it because she has in very high standards for books, and there are books that I think are like, oh, I really like that book, and she's like, three stars. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, I just kind of like her tough love way of writing books. It's fun. <laughs> and she reads a lot of books that she hates, so it's fun. <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to playing next, Erin? So, Man of... Madame. Madame. <laughs> Comes out next month. Um, I've already talked about how excited I am for that. But I recently found out it has online co-op. And you ju- you can go off and do your own stuff. And there's no in-game communication. So mm-hmm. you could like make a decision that could totally screw over the <laughs> other person later on in the game. Like depending nice. on your personality or that what you do awesome. to different characters. Aaron, I want to play with you. Yeah, I yeah. want to screw up your game. <laughs> Same. Thank I want to play with all of you and screw you all over. We should all Is play four player? Because we, we should all play Oh my together. gosh, we should all double cross each other. Yes. <laughs> we'll just play a game where we'll see who can be the a bigger bastard to everyone else. <laughs> I bet it'll be me. I can do that. I agree. <laughs> I'll probably be the nicest. Can't we all just get along? I feel bad when I screw people over. Erin, this is amazing. As I do idea. something that causes the room she's Let in to light Let it be known that Erin is the one who suggested that we all double cross each and other. I but, but we can all agree that I'm the biggest bastard on this podcast. Well, yeah. Thank you. I'm lame and I approve this message. You're uh, lame? Uh, that's uh, an old joke. <laughs> As she leaves. Okay. She's leaving Bye the podcast. Bye, lady. <laughs> the next games that I'm planning to play are Inside, uh, which I mentioned before I bought on the Switch a few days before it became free on Xbox, so yay for me. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be playing Inside. I'm going to play Layers of Fear 2. And I'm going to finish until dawn, I promise. Yes, please do. We I won't am. be able to talk about it. Oh, I, was, I was actually like really close to the end. I just so, need to sit down and do I it. I years, I Elsa. I'm yeah. never going to forget And then I got a PS4 like years after it comes out and beat until dawn in a few weeks. I know. You beat it so fast. And Elsa's <laughs> over here like, I'm kind of close to the end. <laughs> All right. Um, as far as what hasn't come out yet. Uh, I'm still really excited for Cyberpunk, always and forever. But as far as what I actually have control over, I think after I finish Prey, I'm going to go back and replay Bioshock. Cause it's making you nostalgic for Bioshock. <laughs> it's making me want to play, replay Bioshock. Yeah. And I was pretty close to getting all the achievements for it. I need to play it on hard and mm-hmm. do a couple of little things, and then I've got them all. So I'm going to play it on hard without using a Vita Chamber. Which I never used one in my first playthrough, so that shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> I think cool. I played it on normal. Dang dog. <laughs> well, I'm. I have to say, I'm very excited to be done with the tutorial of Assassin's Creed Three. <laughs> You're so close, Lainey. You're so close. I know. I'm. I'm to the part that I got stuck <laughs> on the last time I tried to play it when I was like twelve. Um, 
I'm still, I'm as bad as I was when I was 12. She really is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've watched Lainey play games and actually be good at them in the last couple of years since she played Assassin's Creed 3. Mm. But when I watch her play Assassin's Creed 3, it's like she's eight years old again. <laughs> she's just like, it's jamming on the X button over and over and over again trying to fight people and just being like, why won't you die? It's like, this game is stupid. I can't be stealthy. It's Vertigo, I tell you. It straight up is it's Vertigo. Vertigo. And it's making um, me furious. And then I'm also very excited to play Man of Medan. I think I want to buy it like immediately when it comes out because I love it and I wish there was more horror games that I could consume that mm. are like Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. You should try Whistleblower. So. <laughs> I don't want to. When you say you want more horror Says games, the one who like, made me play okay, Until Dawn. Okay, I've watched Whistle- Whistleblower three times now, so I probably could beat it, but whatever. When you say you want more games like Until Dawn, do you specifically mean horror games that aren't really that scary? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want horror That's games. Exactly what I want horror means. games that are spoopers, but like, not that Okay, I want to be, be sufficiently like spooked, but I don't. I want to be able to fall asleep. I gotta work in the morning. With vocabulary like that, it tells me that we need to end the podcast. Yeah. And did we even introduce ourselves? No, no. lady. How about you sign us out without ever introducing anybody on this? Okay. Um. This has been Princess in another podcast. Your princess is not in this podcast. You should try the next <laughs> one. <laughs> what might be the next podcast? I don't know. We had try the next podcast. <laughs> we briefly considered calling it the our all your base are belonging to us now podcast. <laughs> but like you probably wouldn't but, actually be able to remember that. It's better. so long. <laughs> our, all your base are belong to us. Somebody set up us the bond. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. I am error. <laughs> <laughs>